0: This is Dr. Benny Tate, and you're listening to the Leads Club podcast, all about leadership, personal growth, and encouraging you in your walk with God. Our goal is simple, to help you lead like you never have before in your church, business, home, or whatever platform God has given you. Our next Lead Club session begins now. Greetings, and I would like to take this opportunity just to thank you from the bottom of my heart for uh, joining us today for this recording of our Leeds Monthly Club that we simply try to do to help pastors and Christian leaders. Literally, if you could get inside my heart, I have a heart to help pastors. I love pastors, I realize the struggles that pastors and Christian leaders go through. And I want to do everything that I can to help them. And that's why after 35 years of being in the ministry, I like to take some of the things that I've learned and I like to share them with you. I've got a dear friend. His name's Dr. Stan Toler. Stan and I have been buddies for a long time. And I was looking in my library the other day and I ran across a little book that Stan wrote many, many years ago. It was entitled, You Might Be a Preacher If... And what Brother Stan did, he simply played off Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy said, you might be a redneck if, and Stan said, you might be a preacher if. And he shared some things that uh, about preachers, and you might be a preacher if this uh, some of these qualities you can relate to. He said, uh, you might be a preacher if you've ever waded a creek wearing a necktie. Well, I can attest, I've done that. I've waded the creek and baptized people wearing a necktie. He said, you might be a preacher if you fantasized about re-baptizing a deacon. I've done that. You might be a preacher if you ever dreamed you were preaching only to awaken and discover that you are. And he goes through a bunch more. He said, you might be a preacher if you jingle all commode handles at the church before you leave. I can relate to that. He said, you might be a preacher if you have a key ring that's bigger than the junior high school's custodian. Well, we can relate to that. But I love what Stan said at the end of the book. He said, but you're for sure a preacher when you would live your life over again and do the same things, face the same struggles, study your brains out, Work a 1,000 hours a week, all for half the pay and recognition you now get. That's when you know for sure you're a preacher. Well, most of us can relate to that, and I am convinced that there's no higher calling than being called to preach the gospel. I've often said, if you're called to preach the gospel, don't stoop to be president. I want to take a few moments on this lesson today, on this recording today, and I simply want to talk to you about five indispensable qualities of a leader, five indispensable qualities of a leader. I love history. I especially love church history, and I was studying about evangelism in the 1940s in America. And I found out they were three young men that were destined for great things in evangelism in the 40s in America. There was a man by the name of Chuck Templeton. Literally, they said Chuck Templeton was the Babe Ruth of evangelism. They said he's simply the best preacher in America. There was a man by the name of Bron Clifford In his mid 20s, people would line up for hours just to get into the facility, the building, to hear Bron Clifford speak. They said he led more souls to Christ than anyone during that time period. He was such a, he was such a in demand that Hollywood wanted to make him a film star. Of course, there was Chuck Templeton, there was Bron Clifford, and then there was a young man by the name of Billy Graham, and most of us know of Dr. Graham. I researched those men and I found out that Templeton in the 50s actually left the ministry. He discarded his faith and decided he was an atheist. Bron Clifford became an alcoholic. He literally lost his family and died in a cheap hotel at age 35 with cirrhosis of the liver. But then there was Billy Graham, who now is almost 99 years of age and has finished faithful. You know, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8, the great apostle Paul said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but to all them also that love his appearing. Recently, through study, it was determined that there were 400 leaders in the Bible. 400 leaders in the 66 books of the Word of God. But after studying the 400 leaders in the Bible... This was the conclusion that was reached. Only 80 of those leaders finished faithful. Only 80. In other words, only 20% of the leaders in the Bible finished faithful. And this is what I know about leadership, and this is what I know about pastoral ministry. You're not going to remember, be remembered for how you begin. You're not going to be remembered many times for what you accomplish, but you're going to be remembered for how you finish. When you finish the course and when you finish faithful, it was interesting to learn. If 10 young individuals, men or women, go in the ministry at age 21, hypothetically 10, for every 10 that go in the ministry at age 21, at age 65, only one out of the 10 is still in ministry. See, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And as I thought about only 20% finish faithful, the question I asked was, what were the qualities that those 20% had? What were the qualities that, Only one out of five had that caused them to finish faithful. And what was interesting, they found the 20% that finished faithful, they had five common denominators. And I want to share those five common denominators with you. Common denominator number one was humility. 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 You know the greatest leader who ever lived was Jesus Christ, and in Matthew eleven and twenty nine, he said, "I am meek and lowly." You now, what was interesting? If you study the life of Christ, he never said, "I'm holy." Jesus never said, "I'm love." The words he used to describe himself, he said, "I am meek," "I am lowly." Humility is a common thread. In my life. Jim Collins. The business. Corporate America guru. Wrote a book entitled. Good to great. And he said there was two common. Qualities that all great leaders have. Now this is a secular book. But he said there are two common qualities. That all great leaders have. He said number one. Humility. And he said number two. A strong will. Humility and a strong will. So if humility is a quality that we must have into our lives in order to finish faithful, I began to process how do, we, how do we appropriate humility into our lives? See, the Bible says in James 4 and 10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he'll lift you up. James 4 and 6 says, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. How How do we build humility in our lives? Because we must decrease so that the Lord increases. Let me give you some steps. Number one, I believe you've got to admit your faults and needs. You've got to admit your faults and needs. It's healthy. James 5 and 16 says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. There's something about humbling. There's something humbling when we confess our weaknesses. I tell pastors, when you're preaching, don't you be the hero of every story. You you don't need to be the bride at every wedding or the corpse at every funeral. When you start talking about struggles in your life as a pastor, when you start talking about struggles in your life as a leader, I'll promise you it will pull your congregation up real close. When they can understand the best of men are men at best, and they can understand you have faults and you have needs and you have failures in your life, this is what they'll start saying, he or she's real. They're genuine, and I can trust them. Number two, ask for forgiveness. It it builds humility in your life. Ask for forgiveness. Somebody said if you want your marriage to sizzle with love in the loving cup, whenever you're wrong, admit it, and whenever you're right, shut up. It's healthy to say, hey, I was wrong, forgive me. Number three, praise your competitors. Praise your competitors. Jesus said, bless them that curse you. I remember one time Abe Abe Lincoln was asked uh, about a certain individual. And Abe Lincoln said, "Uh, well, uh, I think he's a fine man. And the person said, well, President Lincoln, uh, they didn't say that about you. And President Lincoln said, you didn't ask what he thought about me. (laughs) You asked me what I thought about him. What I would say to Christian leaders, praise other Christian leaders, we're not competitors anyway. We're not here to compete. We're here to complete each other. We're here to partner together. We're labors together with God. Number four, deflect praise. Deflect praise. Listen, if you live for the praise, you'll be destroyed by the criticism. And you've got to learn to deflect praise. Bill Gothard taught me over 30 years ago, you haven't really served God until God gets the glory and somebody else gets the credit. The fifth thing I'd say to do is serve others. The greatness of a man or woman is not determined by the number of people that serve them, but by the number of people that they serve. Be a servant. Don't be into titles, be into towels. Jesus wasn't into titles, he was into taking a towel and washing his disciples' feet. That's what real leaders do. They have enough security that they serve other people. Paul said, for though I be free from all men, yet have I made myself a servant unto all that I might gain the more. Number six, kneel before God. I think there's just something humbling when we kneel before God. Charles Stanley, 84 years old, still gets on his knees and he kneels before God in prayer. The next thing I'd say to you, express gratefulness. Express gratefulness to God and to others. Lee Robinson was asked, the founder of Tennessee Temple, on one occasion, if you could live your life over, if you could live your life over, what would you do different? And Dr. Lee Robinson said, I'd be more grateful. Let me tell you the last component that I truly believe breeds humility into our lives, and that is be a true worshiper. John 4 and 23 says, But the hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. And ladies and gentlemen, that tells me if He's seeking true worship, apparently there's false worship. There's worship that's not true. But when we truly worship, it's all about Him. It's all about Him. The component that all leaders had that finished faithful was humility. There's a second component. It was intimacy. I'm talking about intimacy with God. Think about that word intimacy. Into me see. Into me see. Maybe that's what Psalms 139 verse 23 says. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I love what Mark 3.14 says. It says he ordained the 12 that they might be with him. And then he sent forth them to preach and to cast out devils. But the first thing he did, he said, More than I want you to do, I want you to be. And Christian leaders, I want you to know something. More than God wants you to do, he wants you to be. More than he wants me to do, he wants me to be. I love what Henry Blackaby said. He said, You can't meet with God in a hurry. You can't meet with God in a hurry. You can't have a special time with God if you're in a hurry. And friends, God can't do something through us if he's not doing something in us. We'll never be any more for God in public than we are for God in private. And the qualities that all those leaders had, those, those, those 80 leaders in the Bible had that finished faithful, they had humility, but yet they had intimacy, intimacy with God. Time with the Lord. It's the third quality that all leaders had that finished faithful. It was obedience. It was obedience. Isaiah 1 and 19 says, If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat of the good of the land. Had the opportunity for several years to meet Governor Sonny Perdue back when Governor Perdue was the governor of the state of Georgia, I would meet with him and pray. He's now the Secretary of Agriculture in Washington, D.C., He's a wonderful, wonderful, godly man. I was with him in his office not long ago in D.C., and I asked him something that I had asked him many, many times because we've met and prayed together on many occasions. And I'd always say to Brother Sonny, Brother Sonny, how can I pray for you? What's going on in your life? What's going on in your work? What's going on in your ministry that I can pray for you about? And what was so interesting, Brother Sonny's answer was always the same, and it was the same the other day when I was in D.C. with him. Brother Sonny said these words. He said, pray that I'll be obedient. Just pray for my obedience because he said, Benny, this is what I've learned. If I'm obedient, it will take care of every other area in my life. If I'm just obedient, it will take care of every other area in my life. Let me tell you something. If we're going to finish faithful, we've got to have humility. If we're going to finish faithful, we've got to have intimacy with God. If we're going to finish faithful, we've got to be obedient. And what obedience is, it's obeying God and leave the consequences to him. There's a fourth quality that leaders who finish faithful have. All leaders who finish faithful have this quality. And that quality is faith. Faith. I remember On one occasion, Dr. Almer Towns, who's the co-founder of Liberty University, was asked, Dr. Towns was asked, he said, Dr. Towns, studying leaders, and you've spent spent your life studying leaders, and Dr. Towns is now in his 80s. He's in his 80s. He was asked the question, What's the common quality that you find that all great leaders have? They're they're diversified in a lot of ways, but what is that common thread that, that all great leaders have? And Dr. Towns said this. He said, all great leaders are men and women of faith. They believe God for big things. They believe God for big things. They're trusting God in great ways. You know, the Bible says the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits in Daniel 11 and 32. Tommy Barnett's, one of my heroes, and Tommy Barnett's preach for us here at Rock Springs. And I heard Brother Tommy being asked one time, Tommy, if you could do your ministry over, what would you do different? Do you have any regrets? Tommy said, oh, yeah. If I could do my ministry over, I'd risk more, and I'd dream bigger. And I couldn't, when he, when he said he would risk more and he would dream bigger, and I thought about all the things, the dream centers and uh, his church and all the things that Tommy Barnett, How God had used his life. And this guy said he would dream bigger and he would risk more. And then he said something. He said, The reason why I would dream bigger, the reason why I would risk more is Ephesians 3 and 20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. That's so encouraging. Whatever we dream, Whatever we believe for, the God we serve is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So I would say to that pastor, I'd say to that Christian leader, dream big. Dream big. Believe God for big things. Be a person of faith because the God we serve, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. Leaders that finish faithful, they've got humility. They've realized that they must decrease so the Lord can increase. They've got intimacy with God. They know the importance of if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And They know that the devil will get you so busy that you're not spending time with God. They know that being obedient, doing the next right thing is important. They know that they must be a person of faith. But there's a fifth quality. It's the last quality that leaders have that finish faithful. And this is the quality. They have the ability to receive people speaking into their lives. They have the ability to receive people speaking into their lives. It's so important as leaders that we're open to people speaking into our lives, even sometimes when it's difficult, even sometimes when it's hurtful, even sometimes when it's reproving and rebuking. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. We get in trouble when we won't take a word of caution. We get in trouble when we won't take a word of warning of somebody speaking into our lives. It was a great day in my life when I learned, because somebody disagrees with me, that doesn't make them my enemy. Only I can make them my enemy, should I choose to. Pastors, Christian leaders, what's my prayer for you? My prayer for you is that you finish faithful just as those 80 leaders in the Bible finish faithful. Let's be like the 80. Let's not be like the 320. Let me pray for you. God, as I bow my head in your presence, I thank you for everyone listening to this recording now, I pray, Lord, that I've shared just some practical things that will be helpful and beneficial to men and women that will be listening to this recording. I pray you bless their ministry. I pray you bless their families. I pray, God, that uh, even this Sunday, you do something very special in the life of their churches. Have your will and way. Draw us close to you. God Keep me, as well as everyone I'm praying for, close and clean. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's Leeds Club session. We hope you feel encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information or resources about leadership, be sure and check out our website at rockspringsonline.com slash leadership. Join us next time for more insights on leadership, personal growth, and encouragement as you walk with God. We want to help you get to the next level.